Welcome to Health Club with Julia. I'm your host, health coach, and registered dietitian, Julia Campagna. I'm on a mission to bridge the gap between looking your best and living your life to the fullest. After years of over-dieting, struggling with disordered eating, and destroying my social life, I finally found how to reach my dream physique without sacrificing the things I love. Now I'm sharing all my strategies and education with you. We'll be talking all things health, including hormones, metabolism, and lifestyle to help you cut out the confusion and start living. So get cozy and join the club. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. I am so happy you are here. Before we dive into today's episode, quick little life update. I am engaged. I was so shocked. And if you if you follow me, most of you listening to this probably already know this fact. But if you are new here, if you don't yet follow me on Instagram, hi, I'm Julia. I just got engaged. Um, it was amazing. I wasn't expect. Okay. So actually so many people have asked me like, were you surprised? Were you expecting it? It's really funny. So I'll do like a quick little story on this. My birthday was two days before I got engaged. And this was the first year that we had actually lived together on my birthday. When we were not living together, we were doing distance. So we would only see each other like a day and a half over the weekend, like literally Friday night and then Saturday. And then we would, either of us would leave on Sunday. So when it was always my birthday, we would still be together for the most part, but it wasn't like we were always together and we could do so many different things. You know, it was mostly just like hanging out, catching up kind of thing. So this was our first year living together and he was super, super adamant about doing something for my birthday and not just on any day. You know, I suggested like, what day do you want to do it? We could do Thursday. We could do Friday. What day are you thinking about? And he was like, Saturday. And he had said, Saturday, I want to do something for your birthday, like a month beforehand. And I was like, okay, sure. We can, we can do that. He's like, you know, we've never really been together on your birthday. So I like, I want to do something special for you. And I was like, okay, fine. And then when it came time to it, I was like, okay, do you know what we're doing? Like, are you still wanting to do Saturday? He was so, so adamant about doing something on Saturday. And so I, a few weeks before I got engaged, I was with my older sister who obviously knew that this was happening. And I was telling her, I was like, you know what? I, because we had already talked about at this point too, keep in mind, like me and my fiance have, I probably was during that whole story. I was probably calling him my boyfriend, his fiance. I'm still not used to that. But um, anyway, we had talked about it like over the summer of 2023, we had, we, we knew that it was going to happen at this, in this year at some point. So ever since we had really talked about it, I was doing the whole game thing. Like, oh, if he mentioned something about my nails or mentioned something about this or that, like even the littlest things, I'd be like, oh, is he proposing to me? And not that I was expecting, I was not in a rush. I kept telling him like, I am in no rush. Do it whenever you feel the time is right. I'm not somebody who's going to like force that on you. I don't want that. So I was just doing it in my head like, oh my God, is he going to propose to me? All this stuff. So when I was talking about it with my sister, I was like, hey, like I'm playing this game again, but I I really feel like this is going to be the time. He's so adamant about doing something for my birthday. Like he's just not usually that adamant about my birthday. You know, he makes it special, but it's nothing crazy. And so he's being so adamant on doing something on Saturday. And I was telling her this and she obviously, like I said, knew. And so she was like, oh, that's really nice of him for wanting to do something on your birthday. Like, 
blah, 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 brushing it off. And then um, basically was bashing him. And he he gave her the go ahead, like if I ever brought something up to like kind of bash him. But she was basically like, no, like he's kind of pissing me off. Because we were together for seven years, she's like, I want this to happen and he's not doing anything. Like he's not acting on it. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know why he doesn't want to do it right now. And, was, you know, basically like being harsh on him, um, which again, he he gave her the full okay to do that. But she did throw me off completely. I was like, okay, maybe you're right. Like, you're really serious. You're really acting like you're mad at him for not proposing yet. So fine. Like, I guess it's really not happening. And so she did like talk me off the ledge there and threw me off completely. So then when it did actually happen, I was shocked. Like still in the back of my head, I was like, huh, I wonder like if it's going to happen. But I was shocked when it happened. And both of us too are very, very low key people. I, when we had talked about, you know, wanting to get engaged soon, I told him like, I do not want it to be in public. I want it to be very, very low key. I want it to just be you and I, like, I don't want to see anybody right after. Like, I just want some time for us to fully enjoy the moment. And I I even told him like, you could propose in our apartment. Like that would be perfect for me in my sweatpants in the apartment. I don't care. He obviously didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something a little bit better than just the apartment, even though I would have still loved it. But we go on walks together all the time. Again, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen so many videos and photos just of me on my walking path behind our apartment. And it's something that we enjoy doing together, just getting out there. We do it as much as we can together. So And it was also, you know, it's our first apartment together. So it was just, he did it while we were on a walk, which was perfect because there was nobody around, zero people. And it's just something that we naturally just love to do together. So it was just a perfect like location. It was a perfect timing. We had some time to kind of soak it in. I knew that we were going to dinner for my birthday or so it was supposed to be for my birthday. And he was like, all right, get dressed. Like, we're going to go out for your birthday. We're going to celebrate. I'm like, okay, this is great. I was all like excited, happy. I was crying. I was just like totally shocked. And then we, he told me we were taking photos. So one of my sister's like best friends, she's basically another of my sisters. We're very, 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 very close. She's a photographer. So she came down, took pictures of the actual engagement. And then he said he had her stay and we were going to do pictures by dinner, which is on the beach. So it's like, all right, let me get dressed, Um, got ready, everything, went over there, took some photos, which again, those ones are the ones that are posted on my Instagram. If you've seen them, that is right before we went to dinner. And I was like, okay, great, going over to dinner. Um, We were actually really early with the photos too. So we had some time, we got some drinks and like, I was just so like my stomach was in knots, but in the best way, like it was just such a weird, but amazing feeling. And I remember just like sitting, having drinks at a bar at another restaurant and being like, this is so amazing. Couldn't believe it. So we had like an hour to ourselves there, just had a couple of drinks, spent some time together. And then we went over to dinner and lo and behold, my whole family and his whole family was there, surprised us. I, again, was super shocked. I started crying again. And um, yeah, it was just really, really amazing. I'm glad like he kept it to just our immediate family and my best friend um, and the photographer who's also like a very, very close friend. Basically, both of them are like sisters, so they were invited as well. So it's just our immediate families. And it wasn't this whole big like party with extended families and friends and all that kind of stuff. Like it was just very intimate, very close. And 
I appreciated that because I didn't want it to be like a whole big thing. Like I won't have an engagement party. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to keep it very low key because again, I just don't, I personally just don't want that. I'm not like that. Um, but it was perfect. It was perfect night. We had dinner with everybody. It was fantastic. So that is the summary of what happened. And it was just the most perfect day. And I still can't believe it. Like literally just this morning, I put on my ring and I was just like, I still cannot believe that I'm engaged. Like it has not sunk in at all yet. Like I still don't believe that I'm engaged, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, weird feeling. I still get like that those butterflies in my stomach, like that knot in my stomach sometimes thinking about it in the best way. And it's really, really awesome. Have not yet gotten used to calling him a fiance, but that will come more and more. Um, he did such a good job on the ring too. I am obsessed with it. It's it was it was all just perfect. And so now next venture is planning a wedding. I immediately was like, I cannot think about this right now. I'm just starting to put together like mood boards, Pinterest boards of like my vibe that I'm going for, color schemes, location kind of vibes. Um, so just starting to do all that. I have not even looked at venues yet. I haven't contacted anyone yet. I am just starting with like the very, very basics right now. But yeah, that'll, I mean, I'm, we're looking to get married in 2025. So within the next year, which is crazy, I'll be a married woman. That's insane. But again, in the best way. So anyway, that is a long ramble on my engagement story and life update that I am engaged. I'm a fiance now in my fiance area, era. Very exciting stuff. But anyway, I will keep updates with my planning and all that throughout this podcast and how it's going. But anywho, on to today's main topic. I want to do a client case study today. I want to talk about my client, Caitlin, who came to me with some autoimmune disease issues, couldn't lose weight, was really, really struggling. So just a little bit of a background on this client. So she has PCOS. She also has Hashimoto's. So both between the autoimmune disease and then metabolic disease in terms of PCOS, it was causing a lot of issues for her. It was a lot harder for her to lose weight. She had not lost weight and she was kind of stagnant at this weight that she came in at for a long, long time, like even since high school and she's, you know, older now. And she was trying everything, literally everything, and her weight was not budging. So some things that she kind of was highlighting. So number one is that she wasn't eating bad, quote unquote, like not bad in terms of quality. She was eating her fruits and vegetables. She was getting protein in. She was getting her carbs in, getting healthy fats in. Like she felt like her nutrition was pretty good. However, what I picked up on is that she was having two meals a day. And I'll go more into like nutrition stuff that we changed, but she was not eating enough for what her body was experiencing. She also, with her training, she was very, very active, right? So she was like, I'm working out all the time. Like, I'm not totally sedentary. I don't, like, miss the gym all the time. I, I don't know what's going on. And her training regimen, like, she had done triathlons before, which are very, very hard. And you have to train very strategically for those. Like, so she had done triathlons. She loved HIIT training. She was walking a lot. She would literally walk to and from work, which was like a 40-minute walk there and back. She was also a PT. Um, so she was always on her feet during work. So she really wasn't sedentary at all. 
And that was the issue as well. And so again, I'll dive more into that when we get into the training side of it, but she was training a lot and very intensely. And like I said, she was always on her feet. She was very busy at work. She was working like 50 hours a week as well. And so like she was always working. Her schedule was crazy. She was working a lot of hours, doing a lot of stuff. And like I said, she was on her feet a lot at work. So working that many hours and also being that active at work was a lot. And she was doing all of these things and she just could not lose weight. And so she was like, all right, it's definitely because I have PCOS. It's definitely because I have Hashimoto's and I just, it's not in the cards for me. You know, I'm kind of like giving up. I just, I don't know what to do. And so she kind of just blamed it on her autoimmune disease and PCOS. And rightfully so, like it is definitely a little bit harder to see progress and weight loss with an autoimmune disease, with something like PCOS, it does make it harder, especially because Hashimoto's is a hypothyroid. And so your thyroid is directly related to your metabolic state, basically how your body burns calories, how you lose weight. Like that's all in terms of your metabolism and your thyroid is the driver behind that. And so Having an underactive thyroid definitely makes that harder. Same thing with PCOS, got a lot of inflammation going on. It does make it harder to lose weight. Sometimes you have insulin resistance with PCOS, depending on what kind, sometimes that's adrenal PCOS. So there's different kinds of PCOS, but depending on what kind, again, it can make it harder. And so rightfully so, she felt like that was her problem and she could never lose the weight. And so she kind of was just like, whatever, throwing in the towel. This is my life. This is what it is. This is what I got going on. And so I just kind of have to live with it. And just going over those few things that I already mentioned, just seeing that when we first talked to each other and was like, okay, what's going on? Let's go over your goals. What are you struggling with? What are you like? What are your lifestyle habits right off the bat, right from just speaking to her that first time? I knew we had a lot of lifestyle habits that we could work on to help her. And so the thing with PCOS and Hashimoto's is that your body needs to feel really safe. Your body's under a lot of stress from these two things. And in order for your body to function more optimally, you really got to make it feel really safe. So think about like a time that you felt really safe, whether that's with a significant other, with your family, in your cozy home, you know, you feel really good. You feel really safe in your own environment with the people you love, right? That is how we want to make our bodies feel too. We want them to feel comfortable. We want them to feel safe and like secured and nothing will harm it basically. So take your life experience with feeling cozy and safe and warm and put that into your body. And that's how we want our body to feel, especially that goes for everybody, but especially with somebody who has an autoimmune disease or something like PCOS. That is one of the number one things that you want to focus on is just making your body feel really, really safe. And so what goes with that is stress. That's one of the biggest pieces. So stress management is one of the key things that can make or break that feeling in your body, you know, feeling safe or feeling unsafe. And she was super stressed in every way, not just like the emotional side of stress, but also the physical side, the mental side, like she was just stressed in every area of her life. And so we needed to take a step back from the things that she was doing and alter them and work on these lifestyle habits to be able to make her body feel safe and to be able to make her body function more optimally, be really responsive, 
get it working as it should be. It was not working as it should have been, even with the autoimmune disease and the PCOS. And so I want to go over some things that we did. And this is going to be very, very brief. Honestly, this whole episode is probably going to be pretty brief. But I want to just go over what she did and where she ended up. So number one thing that we focused on was diet modification. So like I said, she was eating well. She was like, I'm not eating bad. I don't know why I can't lose weight. Like I'm, I'm eating pretty well. She was getting in her fruits, her vegetables, her protein. She was getting in the needs that she thought she needed. The issue was that she was having only two meals a day. And on top of that was working crazy hours on her feet all day, training with high, high intensity. And so the number one thing that we did with her diet was increase her intake. We got her to more of a maintenance place where she was eating three meals plus snacks a day. This is one of the greatest things you can do to make your body feel safe. When you're in a deficit, your body is looking for that extra nutrients. It's looking for that extra food for just overall energy and functions in the body. So when she was only eating two meals a day, she was not getting the nutrients she needed for number one nutrient deficiencies within her autoimmune disease and PCOS but also for everyday function of other things as well. And so in order to step number one, make her body feel really safe, the first thing we had to do was increase her intake, get her more to a maintenance place with her nutrition. So just eating more. We did focus on the quality of her foods as well, which I'll talk more about nutrient deficiencies, but this was the first place that we needed to be. So no more deficit, no more eating just two meals a day, We really wanted to work on being at maintenance, making the body feel really safe nutrition-wise and quantity of her nutrition and get her out of a deficit phase, get her to not add that stress of the deficit. So that's one way we lowered her stress was taking her out of a deficit, getting her into maintenance macros, eating a bit more, improving her quantity as well as quality and making her body feel safe in that aspect. We also lowered her caffeine level. She was having a lot of caffeine. She was having like two, three cups of coffee a day. She was having a lot of it. And again, no wonder why. She was working crazy, crazy hours. She was training at such high intensity. She was fatigued. She wasn't recovering properly. And so that added to the fatigue. And so she needed this caffeine to help her get through the days. So we wanted to work on lowering her caffeine intake. Again, caffeine increases your stress hormone cortisol. And so with that increased stress hormone, already talked about this, but we wanted to lower that stress as much as possible. So instead of having so much caffeine and having that kind of alter the cortisol, we dropped that down and we worked on focusing more on natural energy, worked on different habits to help with her energy overall, which again, I'll talk more about. But that was another thing we did, kind of like nutrition related, is the caffeine intake. We also worked on an anti-inflammatory diet. So again, with PCOS, even Hashimoto's, you're going to have some inflammation. We want to lower that inflammation as much as possible. Now, it's okay to have an inflammatory response. Our body sometimes needs that. So for example, if if you get hurt, if you get injured, you have an inflammatory response to help heal that injury. So we want some inflammatory response, but not in the sense that you're always inflamed and you have super high inflammatory markers. So we worked on lower 
an anti-inflammatory diet to help lower the inflammation that she was experiencing through her PCOS. So things like fish, lean meats, more fruits, vegetables, more diversity with her meals, getting in enough protein throughout the day, working on lowering saturated fats. So things like baked goods, sweetened beverages, all that kind of stuff. So really focused on an anti-inflammatory diet. So that's all kind of diet related. The second thing that we did was her physical activity changes that we made. So like I said earlier, she was training at high, high intensity. She had previously done triathlons, which is an intense amount of training for that. She was doing HIT very often. She was walking a ton. Like I said, just walking to and from work alone was like a 40-minute walk each way and then adding on other walks throughout the day. So she was walking a lot also on her feet every single day all the time at work, getting a ton, a ton of steps in and doing very high-intensity sorts of exercise. So we kind of changed all of that. No more hit. We did not do any hit while we were in this program. That is a very, very, very important aspect of PCOS as well as Hashimoto's. But again, lowering that inflammatory response, lowering that stress on the body and making it feel a lot more safe. Think about a hit session. If you've never done hit, it's bouts of really high intensity versus and then like coming back down and taking some break and then going really high intensity again and then taking a break. So circuit style stuff, sprinting, those are all HIT style exercises. If you have done HIT, think about how intense a HIT session is, right? You're dripping sweat, you're going really, really hard for the allotted time that you have to, and then you're taking a break, you're catching your breath, and then you're going right back into it, right? So if you've ever done HIT sessions, you know how intense it is. And that takes a toll on the body. And doing that as like your primary source of exercise isn't the best, especially if you have PCOS, especially if you have Hashimoto's. So we took that out. We did no more HIT, and we worked on more strength training and lowering her cardio. So she, at the time of the program, was not doing triathlon training. So we can really just focus on restoring her metabolism, working on building up some muscle and focusing more on strength training instead of HIT sessions, and actually lowered her cardio down. So that was like such a major change for her because of the stress factor on her body. Physical activity is stressors on the body. It's great to be active. We want to be active. We want to be active daily, even if it's just a minor walk. So many benefits to being physically active. However, if you are overdoing it, it is a big, big stressor on the body and it can make recovery really hard. It can increase fatigue, increase inflammation, increase the stress response in your body. And so that's what she was experiencing. So we took all of that down. We lowered everything and we just focused on building up muscle, which also helps with your metabolism and lowered her cardio down to get rid of some of these stressors on her body. So again, that being one of our main goals was to relieve some of the stress that she was experiencing. So I already went over diet modifications and how we lowered stress through increasing her intake and taking her out of a deficit. Second way we reduce stress is by lowering her intensity with her training and allowing her body to recover better, allowing her body to not have such high intensity training and kind of calm down a little bit with her training in a sense. Um, so that's kind of what we did with the physical activity, just kind of overall reduce the intensity, reduce the volume that she was doing with her training.
another thing we focused on just overall with stress management is reducing oxidative stress and inflammation. So this came from a lot of her lifestyle habits. Like we already talked about the physical activity part coming out of a deficit, also working on sleep habits. She was not sleeping a lot. I told you she was working crazy hours. And so working the amount of hours that she was and the schedule that she had, her sleep was not great. So we had to work on nighttime routines, sleep hygiene, just making sure that she was getting both more quantity in her sleep. So the amount of hours that she was having, as well as the quality of her sleep. So that was a big one for her as well as just focusing on getting more restorative sleep. And overall, just making sure that her lifestyle habits were placing her in a more optimal function. So reducing the stress within her daily habits and making her feel more at peace within her body. We also worked on digestive health within this kind of like reducing inflammation, reducing oxidative stress. A lot of that comes from stress. Stress is directly related to our gut health. And so by just simply reducing stress in all the ways I already talked about, that also helped her digestion, but really focused on having proper digestion, going poop regularly, trying to help with overall just the digestive process and excreting as much as could to help um, with the overall natural detoxification going on in her body. And then I also want to address some nutrient deficiencies. So some things that we worked on for nutrition deficiency. So nutrition deficiencies is also directly related to both PCOS and Hashimoto's. And so if you're experiencing nutrient deficiencies, again, that does play an impact on the way that your body functions because your body obviously needs nutrients, needs vitamins and minerals to function optimally. Each vitamin and mineral supports a different function within the body. And so if you're having deficiencies in those, it can be really crucial in the way that your body functions overall. So some things that we focused on magnesium also for helping her with sleep, but magnesium is a very common deficiency among a lot of people. It's hard to get within the diet. So we did focus on giving her some magnesium for overall nutrients, like getting those nutrients in, as well as, like I said, sleep aid, worked on vitamin D, getting some of that in. That's also a very common nutrient deficiency, especially in the wintertime. So fun fact, if you are outside in the sun for 15 minutes, you're getting your daily dose of vitamin D. But in the winter, especially if you live somewhere that is cold and you're not getting outside as often, that is a very, very common deficiency to experience. So vitamin D, we worked on selenium as a big nutrient deficiency related to PCOS and Hashimoto's as well. So we wanted to get that in. Another fun fact, one to two Brazil nuts. So they're like the kind of bigger nut. It's kind of like a thick, big nut. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> but Brazil nuts in general, one to two of those give you your daily dose of selenium that you need. They are the most abundant food source of selenium. So get those in. I used to take selenium. I used to take one Brazil nut every single day, just pop it and chew it. Got my my selenium in for my day. Um, I used to post that on my story all the time on Instagram. Haven't done that in a while. Should probably get back into that. But that was another nutrient that we worked on replenishing for her. And then inositol also helping with overall hormone function, thyroid function, sleep as well. 
So those are the four main things that we worked on. So overall diet modifications, physical activity changes, reducing oxidative stress and inflammation through lifestyle habits, and addressing some nutrient deficiencies. With all that being said, she, her progress was amazing, right? Remember in the beginning of this that I said she could not lose weight. She was doing, quote unquote, all the right things, didn't know what was happening, blamed it on her PCOS and Hashimoto's. And again, it is more difficult if you have those things going on to see weight loss. But she would not budge. She couldn't budge at all. Within my program, she dropped weight. She dropped 8 to 10 pounds, fluctuating here and there. She got to a weight that she was back in high school, which she had not seen in years, obviously. She overall had more energy. Her digestion was better. She felt more herself. She felt healthier in her body. And she basically saw change in so many different areas. All because of some shifts that we worked on that she thought was all the right things that maybe was hurting her more than helping her. And she didn't even realize, right? Like she was working out all the time. She was eating really well. All these things that you think are necessary and important to do, and they are important to eat well and exercise, but she was doing so extremes with that that was actually causing more harm than good. And so at the end of it all, she did lose weight. She felt better in every area. She had more energy and she just, she rocked it. She killed it. And I'm not sure if, if you're watching this on YouTube, I think I could put like little snapshots in. So I'll put in like little snapshots of her weight graph, her progress photos, but she really did kill it. And it just goes to show too that even if you have an autoimmune disease, even if you have a metabolic issue like PCOS, even if you have these things going on, you are not doomed. You are still able to lose weight, reach your goals, even if you think that you can't. And so this is just one client who's proof of that happening. So if you're somebody who does have either of these or both like this client did, you are number one, not alone. Number two, you can see progress. You can see results happen for yourself. You just have to have strategy behind it. And that was one of the biggest things for her is she was lacking the strategy. She was doing all the things. She was lacking the strategy to help her with that weight loss and reach goals that she hadn't seen in forever. And so that wraps up my client case study for this podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you do have PCOS, if you do have Hashimoto's or any other autoimmune disease or issue going on, hormonal imbalance, whatever it is, reach out to me. I'm here to help you. I want to see you succeed. And I would love to dive into that further. So send me over a DM. Tell me that you listened to this episode. Tell me what's going on and let's get to the root cause. Let's get to the bottom of it and let's actually help you see the results and the progress and reach those goals that you've been dying to reach for so long. So that wraps up everything here. Let me know also if you have any questions from this episode. I'd be happy to go over those with you. But that's it and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. If you love the episode, share the podcast and tag me and subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM. Thanks for being a part of the club. See you next time.